All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Brian Chesko, but there's somebody else here. Travis. Not Travis Scott Weeby, but... Uh, Travis, what's your... Hoig. Hoig. I always want to say Costa Hole because that's what you are on my phone. Sure. Slack people understand what that means if you're Ooh. in our Slack workspace. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Travis, Scott couldn't be here. We asked Travis to come back, and so um, he did such an amazing job last time where... We're just going to have him start doing the pod himself sometimes, maybe. This podcast brought to you by Travis. <laughs> Say this it is again. a bad idea. <laughs> what? Hoig. Hoig. Travis Hoig and Carlsberg. You know what, Brian? Dana style Pilsner. It, for, it's delicious. For those of you who, who did listen to last week's pod, there was a moment, I don't know, three or four minutes in, where Scott took some flack for... for Showing up with a limited edition Liverpool Carlsberg. And Brian and I kind of our feelings were hurt a little bit, right? Like I would I've love gotten, I've gotten a yelled at in this very podcast for only bringing one beer. <laughs> right. It was it was out now, of necessity. It was all I had. Right. It was sure. On a podcast where two people are normally <laughs> drinking bourbon. Right. Which right. is normally what Scott was doing. This time it was Scott. Which in, in yeah. fairness to Scott, he did bring uh, some bourbon, but he did only bring one beer. Yep. Travis shows up this week, Brian, and he's he's not a listener. He's just a contributor. <laughs> he had no idea of the Carlsberg discussion. Yeah. He shows up with four Carlsbergs. Didn't even download it, so can't even say that even like the electrical signal or something right, like that's that, right. like transmitted into his brain. Or whatever. So you are already way better than Scott, I Travis. So that. I, well, I hear welcome. it every day, anyway. So that's <laughs> good, and it's good because Scott will not listen to. This. No, that's for sure, hey, Scott. He won't hear it. Uh, but Scott, if you do, Travis brought us Carlsbergs, and you did not, Brian. Travis, we are here to discuss this fantasy week, not discuss beers constantly, although it's not a bad idea. There's more where this came from. Brian's drinking a Carlsberg out of a frosty mug that I just provided him. I'm sure it's about, you're about to say, man, that's pretty good. It's fantastic. I just said that a minute ago. If you were listening, you would have heard me say, this is fantastic. I I wasn't listening. All right. What are we doing here tonight? Well, so many talking points. I think we should just jump right into it. I have multiple ways I could go for to talk some other nonsense before we start, but I feel like we just we're already starting a little bit later than normal. I think we should just jump right into it. That sounds good. Let's talk about I guess some of the things happened that uh, happened so far, and then talk about game week twenty eight, and maybe even you could throw twenty nine in there too. Travis, is it okay with you if we start with the first match of the day, and we just kind of go in chronological order? Only reason I ask is because. 
you are on Team Liverpool, and there's I think there's a lot of talking points in this first match. It doesn't feel good, but it definitely makes sense. Okay, we're going to start there. Ryan. I think this is just you deflecting from how we've started with Arsenal for the last 17 weeks in a row. So, But... <laughs> It's you good. mean first in the table, Arsenal with yeah, a five-point lead? But chronology is a good way to do okay. this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm for this. Okay. So, let's do that. Listen, I was on record last week. Is I was kind of being on the fence. I wasn't convinced, even though Liverpool looked old Liverpool last week. I said what the biggest difference was, Travis, and you can correct me. I thought the middle three was the difference in last week's match against United, not just the front three who did all the scoring and they were amazing. I thought the middle three was the biggest difference for Liverpool, even though they didn't get any of the plaudits from from what I felt like it meant many, many people. They demolished, humiliated United last week 7 nothing, And then they come out this week and they go to Bournemouth, the same Bournemouth who lost. I mean, the, the script writers, as Bournemouth loses to Arsenal in the last second of a match being up 2-0, and Liverpool demolishing United in the same match week, 7-0. And then the two of them play the first match, 7.30 Eastern time, 12.30 uh, UK time. Those two play the first match of the weekend and then give us a result that no one saw coming, right? I mean, who, who could have seen that coming? Did you see it coming? You might say, yeah, I saw it coming. League Ben saw it coming. He's well, been saying that that's league bad. Oh, really? We're gonna get maybe. Wow. Hey, um, I'm not trying to interrupt you. From you this. definitely are interrupting. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to say that it's not. Uh, Sky Sports uh, pulled the stat uh, earlier in the week, but just the early kickoff has been uh, bad for Liverpool all season. That I, they've got five, five. Uh, it's three, three losses and two. No, three draws, two losses. The two losses in the early kickoff are this one now to uh, Bournemouth and then also the Nottingham Forest. Yeah. 1-0 was uh, the early kickoff as well. I I mean, I have a, a different strategy question about this, but go ahead. Say why this is concerning or not concerning. Away form in general has just been really poor, um, especially to the, the teams on the lower end of the table. Um, we're scoring very very poorly against against mm-hmm. the, the the lower teams um away uh so i did not know that about the early fixtures so it sounds to me like we had a couple of things going against us uh from a stats perspective yeah sorry a sport bible actually was the place that i found it It was yeah three draws and two losses the draws the draws were against fulham everton and chelsea chelsea yeah. whatever sure. that it was nil nil i mean i think we yeah. uh, that was recent enough fulham 2-2 and everton i think was nil nil I don't think either yes, team scored is, yeah, in the early right. kickoff of that game. Either way, yeah. Uh, I, for me, I think for as like I said it last week, I would have. I mean, seven nil. I mean, I think the funniest thing that's come out of it is just Manchester United fans saying like, or making you know, just making memes of like Liverpool's um, parade. Uh, their <laughs> parade this year is yeah. We won seven nil against Manchester United, right. um, but no, I just I just felt like it was so thrashing. It was so just 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 overwhelming. I was way closer to maybe they did flip the switch this time. So uh, the one thing that I will take away from that is that I wasn't getting carried away with the seven zero um, because 
quite frankly, the performance was not significantly different, especially within the first like 15 minutes of the match than it has been for any match that we've played this year. Um, the major difference is, is that we converted chances. Um, and we saw the same thing with, with the Bournemouth match this week. Um, Virgil van Dyke, <laughs> thank you for that. Virgil van Dyke had two, um, pretty much sure goals that he, he just, just wasted. One of them was cleared off the line, um, did early he, on. Did he have a horrible game? He, against he had a, a, a very poor game. He had a very poor game. It seemed like he had a horrible but, uh, all, all that to say, the chances are there. They didn't convert. When they do convert, they're the old Liverpool. When they don't, they fall apart. I mean, minimum, they absolutely fall apart. It should have been 1-1. I mean, you got you got what you want. Most of Anyone wants most of all, which is Salah kicking a penalty. And sure. Somehow I put it on the moon. Yeah, it was <laughs> It was not good. It was not good. It, it, it looked like he was wearing a blue jersey. Can I mention something that I think maybe is completely meaningless, but maybe means something? I mentioned this to you the the other day. I'm I'm watching the beginning of the match, and you know it's the tunnel cam right before the, the players come out. Sure. Salah comes out from the very back. He might have been the last person in the Liverpool line. He always has to be the last person. And he comes all the way from the back up to Neto, who's in the front, gives him a hug, has a quick word. Walks all the way to the back, says not a word to anyone else in the line. Literally walked all the way up, talked to Neto, and I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So as the game's developing, I'm like, I can't get that out of my mind. I'm serious. I literally can't get it out of my mind. I'm like, that seems so bizarre. I'm guessing my thought was maybe they were teammates. They're probably not at Chelsea, maybe at Roma. I don't know what the Roma's lineup looked like, but maybe they're teammates at Roma. So, all of a sudden, Salah gets this penalty. And I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be interesting. I saw them give some love and dap. They obviously have some form of a, of a relationship. And I thought to myself, I wonder what's about to happen. And sure enough, I wonder, after seeing Salah's pen, and I've never seen him go for that opposite upper corner before. He's probably done it, and I'm just not remembering it. But I don't remember it. And so... As you see how redundant that was? I'm not remembering it, and I don't remember it. What's wrong with me? I, I like it, so keep going. Anyways, my <laughs> point being, I just wonder if Salah's standing over the top of that, thinking to himself, all right, Neto's my boy. He knows where I like to go. I am going to go the opposite direction. In fact, I'm going to go to a place where he'll never think I'm going to go, upper left corner. And he just missed it. It's certainly possible. They did. I just checked. I wasn't paying attention to anything you said. I just checked. They did play together at Fiorentina. Uh, so Google says it was Italy, but it was not Roma. Fiorentina. Wow. Um, yeah, it, that's very. It, it, penalties are so mental, anyways. I mean, the, the both players know what they're each of the other players trying to do. It's all about reading body language and right. trying to trick, and everybody gets in each other's head, and that's why the dancing goalkeeper from the World Cup was, or from the World Cup uh, playoffs, was such a big deal, because he just freaked people out. That's why, uh, what's his face from uh, uh, Aston Villa? Is so Emiliano Martinez, Marti- whatever his name is. That's why he's so the going uh, so good at mm. penalties is because he gets in people's heads, and he messes with them. So it, it's certainly possible that well, uh, what you're saying is right. I wasn't happy about it. I know there were, I'm sure there were plenty of... Did you captain him? I didn't. Uh, uh, my no. brother did. 
<laughs> I'm sure he was not happy. Zero was really helpful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, I did not captain him. and was not a consideration to captain him because of doublers. But, no, it's still, I mean, a goal is better than not goal, um, especially a missed penalty goal. So, yeah, I just, it's, I don't want to, I don't, don't feel like you can compare them to Tottenham because Tottenham's. Please don't. Well, just that they've been so up and down, like where, where Spurs have been up and down yeah. and up and down all season, and then you look at the table and you're like, "Holy cow, they could be in they could be in third. Wow. They they probably with better form could be in second if they had if they had managed to eke out any of those results where they they sucked instead of not sucked." And so, I, yeah, I just I just I don't think of Liverpool the same. But this is where, like, even last week, I mean, I said like one of the switch to be flipped especially going into game week 29 where they are going to be away to city to also by the way early kickoff advantage city so that's where i i just this is where i think the strategy for this week makes it like you know going into 28 like we already asked you guys about we talked about last week i want to you know we should probably nail it down officially what you're actually doing if you're even considering selling erling holland knowing now Despite the blank, they come back and it's yes, yeah. it's one game, but it's home, and it's home against Liverpool, and it's the early kickoff. Yes. I just, if this season, if the season form has, has anything to say about it, this is bad for Liverpool. I don't think it is though. E- well, I know it sounds crazy because because of oh the my team. Goodness. Who's a who's up and down, flip flopping now? You're Listen, a real Liverpool. I'm riding. I'm riding the Liverpool. <laughs> roller coaster here. Okay. I'm just saying for this match, for this match against City, they right. are not scared of City. If there's if there's yeah. one team that they can get up for and play one match and put it together, I feel like it's going to be this City match. And I also believe that I know City is is they're barely eking by. They're scaring no one anymore. They're barely assume, eking yeah. by in their matches. I mean, when you're asking Bernardo Silva to play right back or play some form of a wing back, and that's your best option, and who knows what Kyle Walker has going on in his personal life and how that's going to affect things. And I'm just saying, like... I think the problem is everyone knows what Kyle Walker has. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> he, showed, he showed us all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, that being said, I just, like... I just wonder what Pep's thinking is. Arsenal's five points ahead of them in the table. And he's going to Bernardo Silva to play wing back. And he's like, I sold Zinchenko to Arsenal. I sold Jesus to Arsenal. What am I doing? Like, well, we let Cancelo go. Cancelo's well, playing play for both Bayern. sides, by the way. Hypothetically, because isn't he still on loan there, right? So ultimately, they can they can bring him back. Cancelo I mean, keeps getting but... benched for Bayern. He keeps not playing for Bayern. When I saw the other day, I watched the Bayern PSG match. This, this is, is not, not a Champions a League. This is not a This is not a Cancelo sure. Champions League podcast. But Bayern bringing in off the bench, it was Serge Gnabry, Cancelo, Mane were like the first three subs off the bench. There's someone else. There's someone else ridiculous. I'm like, holy yeah. depth. Oh, my gosh. Liverpool played no match this week. Game week 29, they... Double. They're both away at City at Chelsea. That's a Saturday Tuesday turnaround. I don't. They'll be out of the Champions League, right? I mean, they, yeah. they, so they're not they're on, gonna they're, have. They're currently on forty-two points. 
I'm just and saying, fourth place the, Tottenham has the 48. Madrid, the Real Madrid game happens as well. That's the right. The that's what I'm issue. saying. So in between is is Madrid. They might as well just start their their yeah. 23s or something like that. Man. Just it, take take the L on that one. They honestly, I, I would be pretty surprised if they if they don't go all out try and try to win it. Frankly, just the way oh, that the go, way that Klopp oh, is. Go, yeah. Okay. I don't th- I don't see him actually wheel, uh, fielding a, a weak inside. I think well, he'll, I think the other he'll thing go is they've it. done it before. I mean, no uh, one's. It's not probably like different this, circumstances yeah. because you yeah. have the second leg at home, like they did in Anfield. Yeah. But the Barcelona match happened what two two years ago, three years ago. Right. One of my favorite matches of all time, and I am not a Liverpool guy. That game was amazing. It was, and ultimately, again, that 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 game was exactly what this 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 match against Bournemouth could have been. Ultimately, we we dropped those two those two chances, plus you know the the handful of others that, that occurred as well. Because Bournemouth was was not up for it out of the gates. They were they were fantastic on the break. Watara was was yeah was electric. That guy's again. a player. That guy's good. He was so 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 dangerous, and he absolutely rinsed Dango Vir- Unchained Virgil Van Dyke for the goal. Absolutely rinsed him, uh, m- muscled him, which Van Dyke does not get muscled, right. and blew past him um, to to put the ball across. And uh, yeah, anyways, all to say the highline the highline bet is, is Liverpool's. Uh, curse right now, which is what the all the commentators have been saying for years and years and years and years, and they've been fine. They're not fine, and the high line against Bournemouth beat them. The high line against against uh, Real Madrid wasn't really the problem because their defending was terrible. But all that to say, um, yes, they will probably be out of the Champions League by the time they make these two matches. And and they don't have a and the league. I mean, they don't yes. play again until it's April first. Yeah. So we're they're getting, not going to change their tactics, I guess is my point, right? The high line is what they do, and that's been that's been the problem. I'm just thinking this is like this is the last important part of their season. They have nothing after this. The only game of any consequence after this, after uh, the next three Premier League matches, is Spurs in game week 34, and that's a home that's a home match. And I'd be hard pressed to think that 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 the team doesn't. Think the same way that you just stated that they have nothing left for the season. And they that's been to, the they have to get through the double of City, Chelsea, City yeah. and Chelsea away, and then your guys game week thirty. It's not a great Arsenal great run in Arsenal for them. at Anfield. Not, not in the next five games. It's what they need though, because ultimately they, they don't. They're not motivated when they go on the pitch, right? They don't. They, you're talking about them getting up for Manchester City. They, well, they got like up. They, they got United. up for United. I know. They get up for for. You know, trashy Everton, and they you know play terrible against them anyways, They're but didn't matter. Barely get up with their alarm clocks for twelve thirty kickoffs. Right, facts. Um, do you have a single Liverpool person in your actual FPL team? I actually do. You do. Um, and you'll be surprised to know that it's Harvey Elliott. It is still Allison. Oh wow! So my mentality on that, that has been. He's either going to save them because he has so often, okay, and he's going to get a clean sheet and everything's going to be great, or they're just going to be shaky as hell and he's going to have to make 10, 15 saves in a match hmm. and he's going to score like crazy anyways. So because Liverpool has been so hot, cold, hot, cold in the way that they have played, it's interesting. I just, I just been riding it and quite, uh, quite it honestly, it I have, hurt you. I have. I guess a lot of people don't realize this. Um, Allison is only like three clean sheets off of the Golden Gloves for the for the 
for this. Yeah, but there's only eleven games left. But I'm just saying, in general, like he he has he has three. It th- doesn't three, feel like that, right? Right. Like he has three less clean gotcha. sheets than Nick Pope, who's leading the gold the Golden Glove. Uh, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. So he's he's playing fine. I think it's Ramsdale, but maybe Pope. Well, it was it was Pope on? If only there was a way. I'm not looking at it. It might be it might be Ramsdale now because I think Pope got scored on this indoor, week, so indoor, it probably tied. was. So indoor, it probably was. Tied. Whenever I was looking at the stats during game week 27, yeah. first game of the week. So. That's right. All right. I guess uh, what I'm saying. Is I know. Like, I, we we need to move me, on to this game. We we've been here for I, I a just, while. I just think that the only reason why I think it matters is because you're talking about now two away matches. You're talking about Liverpool, who just put seven on you know seven on Manchester United and then lose to Bournemouth. Now they're about to go away twice. Fire sale. So, yeah, like for me, it was I felt great getting Silas 21 two weeks ago and then getting a zero, following it up with a zero is not fun. Now a blank, but going into a double. Are you like he's a he's a big transfer out right now. Salah is Gakpo is a trendy pick. Virgil was on his way back up too. like any almost any Liverpool person. Especially with Bournemouth followed by a double after twenty eight. Are you? Would you say to go to any of them? Um, it is. It is in twenty eight or twenty nine. Probably I'm saying not. in twenty nine. Like well, so, you make it through twenty eight. Right. You're gonna have all two right. weeks to think about all the doublers. You know, all the doublers in yeah. twenty nine. You're gonna look at it and say, well, Salah and Gakpo and Darwin play twice, and yeah, it's not great. They're not probably not gonna keep two clean sheets, but they do yeah. get to play two times. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was encouraged by the amount of chances that Van Dyke was getting on set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, he did score against uh, United, a, a, a pretty pretty uh, yeah. convincing goal, um, and he was getting opportunities um, this week against Bournemouth. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be looking to pick up Van Dyke for his defensive returns because he's not going to get any against those those. You know, I mean, Chelsea can't score to save their lives, but um, except for this week, yeah. Well, in the uh, last, yeah, yeah. I mean, they finally they finally did score some goals. So that's... Van Dyke would be about the only one I would think about bringing in, but ultimately, with his price, it's just not worth it. There's too many other defenders out there that you can that you can pick up, even for a double game. Yeah, I guess the defenders to me, the defenders not a consideration. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do it. I guess like I to me now, I mean, I've already I've already made my wild card. I have no like. I guess what I'm saying is, it's still Salah, and when it comes to the yeah. double. If you are like, I'm not getting rid of him. Like, who am I going to swap him for? I would have to swap him for another doubling midfielder, which, to me, the extent of that is if you you know it's, I already have Rashford, so it'd be is it Bruno, is it right, is it James Madison, you know, like at that like yeah, or do I you know or is it super punty and it's Jared Bowen? It's we could talk about Ben Rama because Ben Rama was ridiculous this week yeah, for whatever reason, but um. But yeah, I just like I, I just think you're, that te- every week, every time, the temptation of two, two salas, you get two salas. You don't get one sala, you get two salas. To me, the the temptation of that is always like so high, especially if they score goals, make it a game or something like that. I've already sworn him real off against. I know you have and against Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. that could. I mean, who knows? Maybe that changes things. I don't know. We're not going to any Bournemouth players. We discussed Liverpool enough. Did we miss anything? Why wouldn't you go to Solanke? I, I mean, I don't know about Solanke. Maybe Philip Billing. <laughs> Billing keeps scoring goals. Keeps Billing scoring is goals. Uh, who's your uh, who's your Leeds man? No, no. Who's your Fulham man? 
who keeps scoring for Fulham? Oh, Solomon. Yeah, Billing is Solomoning. Well, he scored. Yeah. He scores when he's playing Arsenal, but so does Billing. So there you go. Man, come on. Oh, is this really worth a conversation? Is anyone legitimately going to go to Solanke, whose scores no. over the last three weeks have been? There aren't a lot. Two of two five five two zero. There's just not a lot of strikers scoring though. That's the problem. Is it's fair. Fair. And and they're at Villa home Fulham. 28, 29. He does yeah, play in twenty eight. They're double in, they and then they're, they're home and they're, Brighton. They're double in, in they're double in twenty nine is uh Fulham and Brighton. They so played both at home. They played Arsenal tight. They played Liverpool tight and won. Now now Billing has had 10, 10 in his last two matchups. Right, because he's yeah, he's because he can't he's be, finding his way to the back post. He he's finding his way, he's timing his runs in a pretty good manner. And uh Django Unchained is giving him awesome crosses. Can I give you a? The box. Can we talk about a strategy? Thing I'm still here? not going there. Are I, you going there? Are you going there, Travis? No, I probably won't go there, but I don't think it's crazy if someone does. Fair enough. He's five one. Billings five one. Slanky. Um, Slanky. There's way better options. Here's a bridge to whatever you're talking about next. Do the scores from the desperate teams this week do anything for you and your thinking about matchups? Bournemouth holds on for 1-0 at home. Uh, Everton holds on for 1-0 at home. Palace almost got the draw they against have. City. Yeah. Southampton oh. semi-luckily get a 0-0 draw against United. West Ham battles to 1-1. Like, yeah. I guess what I'm saying is the we used to – I mean, I feel like the beach, when we talked about teams at the beach – there's hard to it's hard to have a beach when nine teams are in a relegation battle. Yeah, and all of their managers are under fire and have been there for a little bit of time. All like Obviously not all. Example. I mean, Vieira probably not. Yeah, as I wouldn't think as much new managers maybe not as much, but still like you gotta Boys get results. Definitely, definitely in trouble. I just I guess what I'm saying is like, and this isn't a criticism again, which it's the this could be a, a criticism of. Uh, color-coded matchup rating system on Probably. the FPL website. I love those things. They're so accurate. Mm. I'm just thinking, like, everyone would have looked at Liverpool, Bournemouth, and said, yes, please. Manchester City against Crystal Palace, I don't care if it's at Selhurst Park. Bring them in. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, please. Uh, yes, please is exactly right. Like, uh, the, the, the biggest uh, captain debate this week was Brighton player or Ivan Tony. Like and if you're not, like kind of like beyond that, who who would you captain right. beyond that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm just and you look down through the results and you're just like, underwhelming, underwhelming attack that didn't do anything. Brentford, who's safe playing against Everton, who is like absolutely the most desperate team in the Premier League right now. I just wonder if like looking at like oh it's great because they're playing. They're playing Bournemouth and they're playing someone, you know, Everton or whatever. It's like well, that's not good. Like those teams are like clinging on to, like well, they're holding be- on for dear life, and it's not. There is no running rough shot on these teams anymore because they because they won't let that. They can't let that happen. Well, it, they need a point every time. Look, the distance between Arsenal and City is is five points. Most people probably know that. Did the distance between thirteenth place. And 20th place in the Premier League, that's eight teams, is five points. So I think that's what makes coming. That's what I mean. No no one is safe. Everyone, 
like points have never been more valuable, even if you're in, uh, even if you're in the bottom half, ex- unless you're eleven and up. Actually, twelve. Crystal Palace has got That's twenty-seven. I mean. Palace is no. Tw- Palace is not that far off of anyone. Palace, Wolverhampton, Nottingham Forest, Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, Leeds, Southampton are crammed between twenty-seven and twenty-two points. Yeah, this is the this is easily the craziest like relegation battle that we've since we've been. Oh, doing. for it's sure, easily that I've ever seen. I can't imagine it's been like this. I mean, I'd love to see it if there was another Premier League season where this was true. But yeah, it just right. seems like there's. It just seems like as as far as like looking at matchups and thinking like, oh, that's a good matchup because the you know fantasy Premier League has deemed this a green matchup because they're because it's you know because it's uh, Nottingham Forest or whatever. It's like no, they're not. They're not safe. You can't call them safe because they're they're battling as hard as they possibly can to not lose points in any match. I guess yeah. that's why that's all I'm just thinking. No, about. I think it will matter. Uh, maybe. Well, it will, it will matter period, especially coming down the stretch when there's going to be less teams at the beach. Brian. I guess what I'm thinking. That's what I mean. I guess that's, I'm saying like in previous seasons, like Norwich, when Norwich has been in, it kind of didn't matter what part of the season they were in. It kind of didn't matter how desperate they were. The desperate, it never mattered. Like people just shredded them no matter what. You just yeah. knew that they were going to get like crushed. There just isn't that many teams like that this season. It just happens like it feels like it's more of a consequence of, I don't know, game script. You know, the way yeah. the game ends up playing out, you know, but it just doesn't seem like it's happening all that much where it's like, oh, well, now we're down one nil. We got to throw the, you know, throw everything at goal, and then the team ends up losing 4-0. It just doesn't feel like that's happening anymore. Isn't that the tagline, the marketing tag for the Premier League in the, in the first place, that anybody can beat anybody on any given day? Just about. That's the that's the beauty of it, and I think, we're, I think you're just describing that that's true. So it doesn't matter what the yeah. matchup looks like. Anybody can win. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, we have, like – all of these, like you lay out the season, you could do it yourself and see how like good so and so's, you know, Arsenal. Like we're all saying, like it's great for Arsenal. They play Fulham this week. All right, well, it was fine. They did what they were supposed to do. Like you got you got a lot out of them. Arsenal did what they were supposed to do. But now they play Crystal Palace. Now they yeah, it's at home. Crystal Palace already. We've talked about this. They don't like you guys. Zaha seems like he's always trying to prove a point against Arsenal anyway. And Crystal Palace, like, who now, like we just said, desperate for points. Then you guys play Leeds at home in 29, your only matchup. So, like, are you going to rush? Like, are you just going to destroy Leeds? I don't know, Brian. I I hope not because I I like Leeds. But, dude, it seems like Arsenal's in kind of a rare form. We're not going to get to them yet. Because they played on Sunday. Let's let's cover the. But I, I yeah, I feel I, that's you. all. I'm just yeah, you. I'm just I'm just saying it in terms of like of like the way you're picking players and looking at yes. This. Like to me, like we all picked Brighton. Everyone wanted Brighton because not only they played twice, but the matchups were really good. Well, what happened against Leeds? Thanks yeah. a lot, Purvis is stupid yawn and thank you, thanks, Jordan Steele or Jason Steele. What's the with what, what, pool? Which what's their new goalkeeper? Is it Steele or Pool? Steele. It is. It's Pole. It's Jason Steel Pole. Jason Ram Pole. <laughs> Jason Steel Pole. Jack Pole. Jason Steel Hole. Jack Rod. <laughs> <laughs> no.
No, I'm just saying, like, you went to all these guys, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got Duncan there. This is great. I got him for double game week, and it's like 2-2. Two, two. Like, Leeds yeah. did not quit. They did not No, Leeds over. have goals. Like, with Bamford I coming know. back, like, I, I Leeds, know, Leeds have goals, but not against Arsenal. They won't right. have them. Flips Everton, Ar- Everton, Brentford. No one flips the Arsenal switch faster. No, right? no one, no one faster ever. Right? Everton won, Brentford zero. Dwight McNeil scores in the first minute. Yeah, one the of the worst, fastest goals. It's quick. Forty ever in the league, and the worst kind of game you can have a a goal as early yeah. as possible that turns out to be the only goal. Who did you captain? I captain Purvis the stupid. Okay, game. who did you captain? Oh, okay, that's not bad. No, I'm fine. At least you got something from Matoma. My captain is currently on Ivan Tony. So watching one nil already with, yeah. with the yeah. triple up of Brentford, which ever which yeah. I think most people have I if you have the chance it. to do yeah. that. Reyes, my goalkeeper. I had like we talked about it last week. I loved having Ethan Pinnock last week. Yeah. I almost loved having Pinnock again this week. Well, a lot of people have Raya in goal. Said. Yeah. But he almost scored too. Uh, Pinnock, I don't know how he, he's just like, he, the ball hit his foot and just like died. I know. Instead of being a shot. It was like, what do you saw? He's only like three yards out yeah. and couldn't get it. Yeah. Early yeah. pressure, early pressure from Everton, basically the entire first half. They got their goal and they didn't let up. And then it just got boring until Raya came up like with, in stoppage time and, and almost scored. And then. What an FPL hero but, he almost was. Holy. Yeah. That would have been absolute. I just don't think, other than than Brentford people owning Brentford for the doubles in this week and then twenty nine. After that, I mean, you might hold on to Tony, but you, you're you're letting the other the other Brentford people go, right? I can't wait to get rid of any of them as yeah. fast as possible. As soon as twenty nine is over, I can't wait to get rid of Everton. Interest you at all? No, right? Like they don't double in twenty nine. No, because every time you think you want someone, I mean, perfect example. How many people got a zero from Tar or minus one or whatever from Tarkowski in Everton's double week, and then this week you're thinking yeah. like oh, he scores. Right, no. I mean, he doesn't score. He picks up a return. Right. You get he at least yeah. gets you a clean sheet, and so that's why I'm saying like he's on my bench. Yeah, mm. or you didn't have him, or yeah. like you're you're not even thinking about playing him because you probably. Probably had everybody else. I had Stupion playing. Did Travis? Did you ever thought about Everton? No. Okay. You, I, other no, than you not hate good them? thoughts. Yeah. No, Fair I'm enough. just thinking. Like you know, I don't know if it, I mean, Dominic Calvert Lewin is not going to matter FPL wise. I don't think, but I mean attacking wise, but it's it's annoying because Demari Gray kicks a penalty. And, you know, Alex Awobi looks good, kind of one week, and Dwight McNeil gets a goal this week. Like, it's like just too many players of who cares. All right. Moving on, uh, Brighton. Leads two two. We've already talked a lot, oh, a little bit about Brighton. It was the Jack Harrison show? Well, yeah. it was. It was yeah, once on again. Sides, yeah. It was the roulette of Mac Allister, Matoma, and March. Well, and Mac Allister, daggone that guy, does it yeah. again. You have it. It only bothers me no, because I, I don't own him. You have him? Yeah. No, I don't own him. Well, you're. How are you not starting the podcast with aggrieved Solly March? selectors yeah. for not for for having so, a goal taken away from him that was painful because it one it looked good and i was really happy about that but two he he's the hockey assist he does all the hard work and then yeah doesn't get any kind of return from it yeah solly march would have been my choice if i was going to 
which I should have done. If if you didn't Captain Tony and gone with a Brighton guy, yeah, been... because I because I was on not. I mean, I don't want to say on record on this podcast like it was some sort of official thing or whatever. But Saka would have been my guy out. I would have kept Martinelli. Okay, I'm not selling Martinelli's never. He's Mar- not going anywhere. For, for, for the record, Mar- I, I benched Saka this week and started Martinelli. Good for you. I, I've been starting Martinelli for like the past That's six, unbelievable. Eight, Again, good did, for you. I, I am sh- I, you should heap shame on me for getting <laughs> rid of him because uh, I bowed to the pressure, to the FPL. Pundits. Uh, well, not even to the pundits, to just the, to the masses. Well, I didn't sell him, but I did bench him. Okay, so he's on my first bench spot with his all of his points right next to Tarkowski. So not no shame because I own him, but I don't play him. The only smart <laughs> Brighton move this week was to have the three midfielders and just rack up all their points. Yeah, I, McAllister is is really weird though because he wasn't getting minutes there for a while. Uh, he had a fantastic World Cup and he looked like a world beater. He technically was, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so he comes back and he's playing pretty well when he does play, but he wasn't getting minutes. And so it was all about Solly March. It was all about Matoma getting hot right at the right time. But I honestly, at this point, uh, I don't know that McAllister is a better own than March at this point. One, because he's there and the hockey assists the same way that Martinelli was, uh, with all his statistics. But the other thing is, is that March had a goal chalked off and yeah. he forced the own goal from Jack Harrison. If Jack Harrison doesn't push that, put that into the net, then Solly March does. He's he's there. Solly March should have gotten an assist then. Yeah. Well, he he should have. He did. Sh- I'm sure he, he it was it was right changed there. from an own goal or it was changed from a Solly March goal to a uh, to a Harrison, Harrison own, own goal, goal. and which, he got which, two points. Which the league is not backing down on. There are plenty of still shots that make it look like Solly March scored it. Jack Harrison himself in his post-match interview said that March, like, talked about March scoring the goal. Holy crap. But that doesn't but the video in real time yeah. doesn't show it. It doesn't, it honestly didn't look like it. What uh, year are I, we in? I know. You, you'd think. Uh, I just want to say it was McAllister, just that he's, this is another week where McAllister is far and away the most prolific shooter. So four shots for McAllister. Dunk and Veltman are your next two highest with two each. Uh, Solly March and Matoma, one shot each. It was Matoma who's the creative one. Mm-hmm. Solly March has been the facilitator a lot of the time. Pascal Gross, who you'd think is the guy that's most likely to be the facilitator, does literally nothing here. Mm-hmm. And so it's those three guys alone, McAllister, March, and Matoma. And yeah, those it's I don't know what I don't know what they did. I don't know how how Deserby figured this out, but yeah, it's Matoma most in the box, eight touches in the box, McAllister six, and it's Matoma feeding McAllister for an easy header. It feels like that can happen for the rest of the season. I don't know that it's going to yeah. matter whether there's – when has their schedule, when has it mattered who they're playing so far with this lineup? It's just they've been amazing. Yeah. No, I agree. It's disappointing that they give up. I mean, Jack Harrison's goal was fantastic. But you could see, like, Deserby, I thought, was going to pull all of his hair out at the end. Mm. They're giving up a goal that late and and losing, well, part losing of a win. The, the silliness of there's two balls on the field, there's two balls on the field. Oh. All right. Wasn't even uh, Bamford, Bamford going to cross your radar quickly? I don't think so. Probably not, He's right? going to have to do more. It just makes me nervous. That, I mean, like, 
It looked like so he was fragile. back before, yeah. and yeah, and it just feels like the kind of guy that I, any. That week... was a that was a that was a rocket though. That was a rocket. Well struck. Look, I I just think it's worth bringing up if he's going to be playing. He's uh, I don't know. He's seven one. It's actually more Harrison expensive. over. It's actually more expensive than yeah. I thought. Harrison over over Bamford for sure, but I uh, was uh, different positions, but still. Just as a for game week twenty eight discussion, so. Uh, Brighton blanks, then they double. There's you're not even remotely considering selling them. Uh, I think the raging debate right now is that because uh, Estupinian plays for Ecuador in Australia over the international break, it's like a Wednesday, it's like a Wednesday Saturday or whatever it is. So Estupinian currently is a, I think a negative. I think he's a, a more transfers out than in right mm. the, at the moment. Wow. Do you have him? I do. Or you would? Or is he a sell for you? Are you nervous about that? Will you do it if you find out like on Thursday yeah. or whatever? Like he's in a bad way. Like and maybe at that point, I am in the unfortunate position of if I sell pretty much any of my Brighton assets, I'm going to lose money even if everyone else sells mm-hmm. them. Okay, and then I am not going to be able to get them back. So I, I'm not probably going to do that plus i only have one transfer and i don't love the idea of taking a negative unless i really have to i think i'm on eight players right now for the game week 28 okay. right now so i'm not in a bad spot but yeah, yeah i was gonna not. i was gonna ask yeah. that eventually how many tw- how many players do you have for game week 28 you are not getting rid of a stupid young no no but i am nervous about that i <clears throat> i i can make two transfers this week and have and I and I have, think I have two transfers in the bank because I didn't make one last week. Mm-hmm. And you're saving those for getting Salah in, right? No, <laughs> not. But his so, two midfield transfers to bring in Salah and Bruno Fernandez. I'm really excited to see who yeah. you send out. Anyways, bottom line is I can make two changes this week and have a full team without taking a hit in twenty. Oh, nice! So in- you can field eleven. Assuming nothing weird I happens, just, you can field eleven in twenty in blank. I just looked at it. That's, it's it's absolutely. Nuts. In other words, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> well, you know. well, would you look at that? Uh, I'm going to end up with ten, I think, because I have two transfers too. My plan was to sell Luke Shaw, and then uh, Shaw out probably Chilwell in because that's because he's yeah. already gone up, which is yeah. stupid. Um, Shaw and Chilwell in, and then probably, uh, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Who do you think the best? I think Holland, for me, it was Holland. I was going to throw Holland out yeah. and bring him back at some point. I talked about it last week. But I, I the well, Stupinion news, you know, that to me is uh I want to bring this up for Holland. It. If you have him from the beginning of the season and you sell him, mm-hmm. buying him back is going to be a considerable. <laughs> Pour some more in that glass. More amount of money. Put some ice in it. To buy him back. So is it worth it? In other words, like he Holland's yeah. gained probably more value than maybe almost any yeah, FPL I, asset. Yes, I in bought history. him. I said we talked about it last week. I bought him at eleven five. He's twelve two. I think he's going to drop. I think his price is going to come down. Yeah, but they limit how much it drops by so much that it's just it, it's almost negligible. True, unless it's a, unless it's a catastrophic fail over multiple weeks. Yeah, I I just think the amount of people selling him transfers out. Currently, Holland is the number one transfer out for forwards. One hundred and forty-five thousand. They're going to someone who's playing. 
So in someone who's playing in 28, so it's either Ollie Watkins, one Which of the Chelsea, or one idea. of the it's Chelsea, right. If you don't have Ivan Tony, the you know Brentford does play in 28, so it's Holland to someone playing, and that's what I was going to do. I would love to talk about because I did a I, I, the difference between Joel Felix and Kai Havertz since Joel yeah. Felix has been starting. Havertz with the goal this week. Joel Felix subbed off at halftime. Yeah. So so it's, talk it's a tricky well, one, but that's what I'm saying. That's where like, we're going next. Great seg- great segue. Okay. Leicester one, Chelsea three. Chelsea can't be stopped. They've scored seven goals in their three straight wins now. All of a sudden, seven goals. What's the difference there, Brian? Games. He scored this Chilwell. week. <laughs> yes, it's Ben <laughs> Chilwell. Probably. Good, it's Chilwell. Um, first of all, can we get some credit over here, I, please? Yeah. For last week. I just, I, I just gave a big scoop of credit. What I, I said last week was if I didn't have already all of the transfer headaches and the like, who I was going to start, yeah. then Chilwell would have been my number one transfer. And what I should have said is, Regardless of my <laughs> right. of my selection headaches, I'm bringing Chilwell in. I was stupid to not do it. Since the restart, he's taken more shots, has created more chances, has more box touches. He's just crushing the offensive stats compared to any other Chelsea defender. And he's played six games compared to like nine games for Thiago Silva or Koulibaly. Even Reese James, like because Reese is off it, like that's I. I'm so happy that that has not worked out as much as I love him. But no, Re- I mean Ch- Chilwell. It makes total sense why, I and mean, it's just annoying that FPL decides to again like knee jerk raise his price. So he was yeah. five point eight yesterday, and and they you know what already, his they is? already move him up twenty percent, four point four. No, it's not four point four. That doesn't make any sense. So. He's and the hottest so commodity. So everyone's and, going yeah, to him. And that's why it jumped so quick is because his ownership was so little. I'm, I'm shocked by that number. He's injured a 5. lot. 5.9. Like, there's, he's another one of those ones who gets a decent run and then crashes. I would, I would be, because Chelsea is still in it, like they are Champions League. I mean, they get the, I mean, even if it was a crappy win, it was still a win. There's no way they make Champions League. They're thirty. They got thirty-seven points. I say they're, they're below ten Liverpool. points no, behind I'm Tottenham saying, and Fourth. I'm saying right now they're did, playing in Champions right, League. I'm saying yeah, uh, in my face. Right. I'm not gotcha. saying top four. I'm saying that right okay. now, current in in the current competition. Um, who was it? Who did they just play? They played Dortmund. Uh, oh yeah, it was Dortmund. Dortmund. Right. It was. They beat the Jude, the fighting Jude Bellingham. It was. One, and they eight. were legitimately about to fight. And yeah, they, they sent sure. him home crying. Yeah. Because. They should have never beat Dortmund, and they did. Right, that's what I'm saying. So not only the did they dubious get dubious penalty, apparently. Yes, for still. sure. I think it, I, I still think it was. I but, think it was an absolute deserved penalty. But this is not Champions League podcast. I did we're, hear, not gonna, we're not going to. I delay did hear this. someone talk about that. It was uh, man. I wish I, sh- I should have. I should have written it down or found it. But it was a. It was a guy who said letter of the law. Uh, yes, but it's not the. It wasn't a situation that VAR should have gotten involved in. Interesting. So okay. either way. The point is, Chelsea now, seven goals, three straight wins. Uh, are they in an, in the ascendancy of some kind? Did it happen uh, the way that kind of the I don't expectation? Know. It, I'm it torn was. because I hate Chelsea, but I like Graham Potter. 
Yeah. And so I'd like to see Graham Potter somewhat succeed, but that means Chelsea has to succeed. And again, I'm on record for thinking that Chelsea is the worst club in England. So they're not, but I want them to be. Mudrick's so, looking better. Uh, Felix Mudrick is- scored and celebrated on a goal that did not count, yeah. which was kind of funny. Felix also scored yeah, and way celebrated, offside, right. but did, didn't count. Yeah. Havertz actually um, scores. Didn't celebrate, but it did count. He didn't uh, celebrate. I, I thought that was weird. Yeah, know. because he's, he's, a, he's an emotionless Havertz is an interesting guy. Robot. That's exactly what we Havertz, talked about this. Havertz is an interesting dude. He's different. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, since yeah. since Joe Felix has come in and gotten like his start like where he's gotten a starting role. He looks good though. He always he looks really good. Does. Uh it's he got not the assist. He got the assist. What I'm saying is since game not translating. Since game week 23, Joe Felix and Kai Havertz have one goal each. Yeah. Felix is almost doubling him in st- he's 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 ahead. Joel Felix is ahead in shots, shots on target, shots in the box, all of those things. Havertz is the more creative of the two by a lot. Havertz is in the box more than Joel Felix, which was the surprising one to me. Since game week 23, Havertz 21 touches in the box, Felix 14. Kai Havertz 386 minutes, Joel Felix 376 minutes. Subbed at halftime. About it, Graham Potter said, tactically, I wanted to use an extra midfielder. I felt we needed someone who could ball win, a different profile. And I thought Connor Gallagher was fantastic. When he needed to sub and needed to sub for a midfielder, Joel Felix was the guy. But he's up, right? So that's the other part. He was in a position that he hasn't been in in a while. And he needed to protect, and Connor Gallagher was who he picked to protect. That's not crazy. No. He is a ball winner. I mean, no, that's... not crazy. He did well. I just, and I'm sure it's annoying for anyone who went to Joel Felix yeah. for the, because you know, I would have, I would thought about it. I mean, he was, he was on the short list, and I didn't do it. But um, I don't know that I. I mean, I, yeah, I would have been frustrated with a halftime substitution. But I would have liked his one point better than Salah's zero, I can tell you that. One point's always better than zero. I guess what I'm saying is these are, like, Joao Felix to me was the runaway choice. I don't know how many people were even remotely considering Kai Havertz. And now I'm, like, looking through the numbers. I'm like, well, there's not a lot to separate them in terms of final product. And Havertz is their striker. Aubameyang's not coming in anytime soon. Felix isn't a replacement for Kai Havertz. So... I think it's awesome that they're playing together. I think that should only help them. So yeah. I wish that it would stay kind of in there. The only person on Chelsea I want is Havertz. He might actually be – I probably have the money. I might go Emerson Royale Chilwell for match week 28. They're playing. They're home to Everton. Right. What I'm saying What's is, too, that? we talked about it last week. Nothing. I mean, all of the – you know, everything blew up after the Champions League match because Graham Potter said that Reese James was also available for penalty taking. Oh. But Kai Havertz is the penalty taker. He didn't lose the job despite missing the first of his two penalty. He should have. He didn't. You are not Graham Potter. I am not. I don't know if you're aware of that. Fair enough. I just don't think it's like I I, I was near dead set on Joel Felix, and now I have a doubt. Next match, Spurs, Forest. Spurs roller coaster continues. Harry. Kane. You have Kane? Absolutely. You have yeah. Kane? Yeah. 
Man, it's a good week for you guys. Um, back to good Kane again. Uh, the Kane you want. The brace having four shots all in the box. It's three, just po- it's poachers. Poachers goal. Three for bonus sure points. Is. Harry Kane. Um, Thirteen fantasy points. Harry Kane this week. Don't you think it's Don't you think it's crazy that last week? Or two weeks ago is the difference between having him and one other guy. That's like whether you had a good week or not. And this yeah. week, he's the difference whether you had a really good week or not. He's probably. always the difference. Just ask the English media. <laughs> um, you, you know who we could also talk about uh, media reports for is Richarlison because he had a lot to say <laughs> oh. recently, and he scores. He's I the know. worst. He and scores. Yeah, he was. But it, he was, was all over the place. He was all over the place. He was fantastic. He played absolutely out of his mind. Um, but of course, Kane will get all the plaudits. But he played really well. As much as I hate him, my notes say ass face. <laughs> a lot. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But okay. uh, yeah, he he played very well. When, well, I mean, when they're on, they're great. That's the problem with. That's why they're so annoying. Like, like in the midweek, uh, a game that was unwatchable. Yeah. Just an absolute unwatchable, useless performance. They crap out of the Champions League, and you just think. Like another useless team, Conte really is leaving at the end of the season, and then he looks like 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 kid on the playground, Antonio Conte celebrating every goal, like going bonkers on I the mean, sideline. Like you got to remember, what, this what is, is Nottingham Forest, though, right? Newly promoted Nottingham Forest. They have you know a team that they bought out of a vending machine. Um, That's because they bought their championship <laughs> winning or well, right promoting team. It, it it would have been worse for Nottingham Forest if Keeler Navas hadn't been there to, you know, keep keep them into the in the game at least part of the time. But the bottom line is ultimately that this isn't against competition that they should be, you know, yeah losing yeah. to. Yeah, right? they should have they should have got they should have gotten silly. results. So yeah, they should have got and and Nottingham Forest is has their moments. They've, they're tougher at home. We've said that, but I just... That's true. They should have been getting results against teams like this all season, and they haven't been. Yeah, but so. we, we could say that for Tottenham. We could say that for Liverpool. Yeah. We could say that for yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, but, ever, but like, it's... We could but say it's, that for but it's almost Spursy. You could say that every season. They just can't get over this. They can't get past the stigma of that no matter what happens. So. Well, that's fair. Why are you being fair to Tottenham? You idiot. Well, <laughs> you're right. You're I am. I'm shocked at down, you. Down, Your behavior as a podcast tonight is is unacceptable. Oh, that's fair. All right. Uh, what about Sun? What? Scores he again. Was... Two, what about him? Two goals now in his last wow. four. I'm just saying. I he wonder. also missed a couple of of. He's still. He's the he fourth most played. transferred in for midfielders. It's not stopping FPL managers from bringing him in right at this Southampton. Minute. You know what Spurs, Brian? What what would be the most Spursy thing they could do after beating Forest? 3-1 and going to Southampton. Losing 1-0 on a James a Ward Prowse free, free kick. kick. Absolutely. The, so that like, is the Spurs against the them. Because that free kick no, he took was no, really close. A 1-0 loss to uh, Stuart Armstrong off the bench in like the 89th <laughs> right, minute right. is, the, is the Spursiest thing, actually, oh, now that I think of it. It's for so, so true. Uh, Fraser Forster saved a penalty in the game because why not? Of course, um, that's the angle you want to take is revenge narrative for Fraser Forster against Southampton. Maybe. Now right. that 
Yeah, but is it revenge? Like he was probably glad he got sold. It's not revenge then. Yeah, but everybody it? everybody wants to make something of playing your former team. Like you and I oh. have you ever seen interviews with, with Fraser Forster? No. Is he a character? He he doesn't have a, a, a firm grasp of the English language. I'm <laughs> okay. pretty sure he's not thinking about anything okay. other than what's in front of him is on a day to day basis. Uh he Is he Welsh? He is English, but he is very English. Oh. I don't know. Just, just Google it. It's okay. very interesting. I'll look into it. He seems like a really nice guy. His name's Frazier. I'm sure he's fine. Nothing would have been for anyone who has him, because he's still 3.9. Uh, not a, If you're in play somebody this week and you have Frazier Forster, right. why not? He scored a 9. Yeah, because he saved a penalty. He's, That's what I'm saying. He, he, he Prior actually, to saving the penalty, you're probably he flipping out. He actually had a couple of very, very good saves, though, as well. Like Maurice is not coming saves. back anytime soon, Yes, right? that is very true. Okay, so, so, so Forrester at a... We've talked about this on this podcast. We have? <laughs> yes, we definitely have. Do I listen? Have. There's no wow. way you do. <laughs> you, you were saying you had a rough week. Um, it's starting to show. Oh, it's been a rough day for sure, no doubt. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. If you're not, I mean, I don't. I don't think you're. You're I, not I making. Want, you're not I making. Want, you're not well, making goalkeeper transfers. If you do, you're transferring in three point nine Brighton goalkeeper for a double and and playing somebody else right. this week is what you're doing. Right. I just. I, I kind of want to prepare for like a bench boost in twenty nine. Right, we haven't mentioned that much. It's not twenty nine yet. We're going into twenty eight. Right, but the bench boost twenty seven is not over. Going into twenty eight, the bench boost a lot of going to be very popular with a lot of people playing that in twenty nine. I want to be careful who I bring out, even if it is on a bench boost, and I take a negative four the next week um, to get back a couple players. I don't think it's going to be the end of the world, but it would be nice to have some guys playing the double. Yep. Yep. Manchester City one, Crystal Palace zero. Palace plays an unbelievable game, and Elise makes a horrible challenge in the box, and Erling Haaland steps up and knocks in his penalty. Haaland should have had a hat trick in this game. Yeah, he was again, Brian. He was wasteful. He it's was been multiple weeks. I'm not yeah. saying in a row. Well, we could have given him the wasteful player. Of the All week you award. need to say is f- he had five shots. He had three big chances, and he had one penalty goal. He should have scored. That's what I'm saying. He should have scored the three big chances he had minimum. Do you think that's that's leaning into people selling him? <sighs> no, I don't care. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how, like, uh, I just think you the the calculation has to be Manchester City play once. All these other teams play twice. So. How much damage can he do? LOL. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think that's what you're. All you're looking at is they have to play Liverpool, their their fiercest rival. What is that going to mean for Holland? Is the, like he is like actively saying all season long, like I those are the matches I'm savoring. Like when he was like getting ready to play Manchester United, talking about how he wanted to score five, and Pep like backing him to score right. five, and he right. basically did in that game. So it's just, I just wonder with him, like, you know, he did what they did, what they were supposed to do. You saw Pep celebrating the same thing, like Pep yeah. celebrating, like they won, you know, they won something really important here. And it, yeah, well, they won a game. Yeah. They to, won a to, game to keep it a two keep, horse race. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, it just I just think it's an amazing an amazing team of uninteresting players. I don't know like you wish like we just we talked about Foden last week cuz Foden looked like he was back on it again and then he gets subbed early here. Grealish is playing great actual like real life football but you're, yeah. you can't possibly think about bringing him in. You can't trust any of the defenders. Ederson's the only other guy that you could even remotely think about and they've been leaky weirdly off and on all season. So I just it's Holland or no one. And yeah, if you get rid of him, it's what's your angle to get back in? We talked about it last week because after after Liverpool in game week 29, it's Southampton, Leicester, Brighton in 30-31-32. So uh, you are you might be able to live with what he does or doesn't do against Liverpool. After that, there is not a chance that I would be going without him. So, yeah. are you selling him? Who? You, Holland. Uh, Erling Holland. Are who? you selling? Who? I was looking at. I thought, you were, you were, I thought you were doing your who joke. No, that was technically <laughs> not a joke. Okay. I'll. It's a good question. Here's the deal: Who's this best striker to possibly? bring in this week you have two you have two transfers right correct uh, t- to me i like i guess it's i guess i I, could, I have tony holland and kane this is this is what i'm saying your 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 calculation depending on what you have it is either ollie watkins because you get him home to bournemouth and then you get him for a double in game i do in like 29. that okay it's dominic solanke because you get him for aston villa in 28 and then two home games against fulham and Br- and brighton in he, game he's in bag he's a regular man as far as this podcast <laughs> knows he's probably a really nice guy he's probably a really nice guy it's just it's eerie to me i can't tell him and philip billing apart and and they they play on the same team i, I just do, I, do you have ivan tony I do, yes. Tons of people already do. So if you didn't have Tony, it's Tony playing home Leicester. I like the Solly Watkins look. Okay. Yeah. It's Chelsea. So it's Havertz or Felix because you get them for Everton, Aston Villa, and Liverpool at home. So you get them Everton at home in 28, and then two home games in 29, Aston Villa and Liverpool. Wow, they get three home games three in a row. Three home games in a row. So you you do like that even if they're not scoring a oh, ton. You I like hate the, Havertz. It's Bamford. So if yeah, but they play plays... in 28, and then they have a double in 29. They do. They play Arsenal against you guys and Nottingham Forest. Mm. Okay, it's Ianacho, who I have. I brought. Do you love that or no? You can't. No, I don't love it because he because he was wasteful last week, and then this week, um, it was the Madison show, and yeah. they got a goal against Chelsea, but it was just underwhelming again. But. Let Leicester play at Brentford in 28, and then they have a double against Crystal Palace and Aston Villa in 29. Another, like to me, a good double. So I'm I'm kind of hanging on there. See, okay, so and then Isak, Nottingham Forest in 28, Manchester United West Ham double in 29. That's not bad. I agree. He was very good this week. Interesting. Scored a goal. We talked about him last week. Interesting. Do you remember that? Can this podcast get any credit for talking about what I the only thing we missed was that, remember that Anthony Gordon did not play, I which was that. we said I thought it was going to be Gordon, St. Maximin, Isak, which it Well, we Gordon, said, we said like either last week or two weeks ago, 
Callum Wilson needs to stop starting. It was last week. Yeah. Okay. And that was a, and that is the that was the opinion of the Newcastle yes. media by and large. Well, the, that, and this and Almiron got a break too, and look what it did for him. He scores off the bench. He like, totally sunned, didn't he? Oh my goodness! We're, yeah, we're we're not on that match yet, though. And then, if you really want to go nuts, Nottingham Forest, Brennan Johnson, Newcastle at home in wow. twenty eight. He really can wolves wolves and leads double in twenty nine. It's not crazy. This is what I'm saying. You have so many guys who are going to play twice. Yeah. Somebody's going to do something in there. That's the question that's really, is. That's really philosophical. Somebody's <laughs> going to do something. It is a lot of guys playing a lot of games. Someone's going to do something. <laughs> I guess I, that what I'm saying is the calculation is it's against blank Holland in 28, one match against Liverpool in 29. Do you? Do you want three matches from one of these lesser men, or do you want one match from Erling Holland? And to so, me, I would rather take the. Ch- I mean, I would rather take the chance on one of the lesser men. Well, that goes back to your matchup conversation that you were having earlier with yourself. Um, ultimately, the matchups don't matter, but the number of matches that they play in a given game week right. absolutely does. So then the question is, who do you trust? Yeah, and it's not necessarily about who they're playing against, but rather form almost. Right. Stage. So more matches and what your form looks like. Yeah. Uh, another thing to consider in here, Dave, which is why all of a sudden now Ben Carlin is the, is the uh, predicting guru here with uh, kind of scheduling out what the rest of the season is going to look like, where matches are going to be. Uh, ben Carlin also has uh, either in 30 or 31 a a possible double game week for Brighton and Newcastle. So 30 or 31, Brighton and Newcastle could have also another double. It's possible that they could double again. How is it that Brighton keeps having all these doubles? What is it, where, where are they not? What are they playing in? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be the upcoming FA matches that they're just not. They've, either they Weird. they were pa- playing the teams that were in those matches. Yeah, and they happen every to, time. The, the way the they weird play schedule every week. Yeah, and they double up every I, it other. It feels like they're playing weird. forty-five games, and right. everyone else yeah, is playing thirty-eight. Yeah, because the confirmed double in twenty-nine, they still have, they still have a match against Newcastle to be rescheduled. They still have a City or Manchester United match to be rescheduled. City they Arsenal, have multiple doubles. Travis, the rest of City the Arsenal played twenty-seven it, games. Brighton's played twenty-four. So, the bottom line yeah. is that it, there are a lot of matches piled up. Essentially, Brighton just happens to be right. On the, so the so Newcastle is one of the beneficiaries here. It is possible, maybe you know I don't know how likely, but um, according to Ben Crowell, the likelihood is twenty is in thirty one. Newcastle Newcastle could go, Nottingham Forest in twenty eight, double in twenty nine with Wolves and Leeds. No, I'm sorry, Manchester United and West Ham, and then they could double in thirty Brentford and Brighton. If that doesn't happen. It would be Brentford alone in 30, and then a double with Aston Villa and Brighton in 31. So Newcastle, you're telling me, doubles in 29 and might double in 30 and or for sure 31. Yeah. So Isak. Assuming Isak, like they are going to be, I think they are going to be gentle with him. They subbed him early again here in, uh, in the win against Wolves. But he, his header was perfect. Trippier has a target. 
and he is a he, you've seen his best like you see him as a real player so he's one of those guys that like i just don't think that's a bad move and it's and it's a like look at the num look who's the number one transfer and goalkeeper right now i'll tell you it's nick pope and i think it's because of this you get him you get him in 28 you get him for a double in 29 and then you get him for useful matchups in 30 and 31 nick pope now all of a sudden should have been should have been red carded nick pope are we talking yeah, about that no, are we talking about that yet. match we're not there yet but either way he's he's not red carded and he's still available and it's it's not crazy i think we started on city that was there's city. nothing else that, to that say about city there's power. nothing else to say it about city that's fine absolutely boring we are now launching yeah, into it was horrible all right that that match is over arsenal fulham arsenal 3 Fulham zero. Nothing happened. Let's from, move on to from a from a footballing <laughs> perspective, though. In real life, I want nothing more than uh, Eze and Elise to play together and right. to be really good. They are amazing to watch. I wish they were on. I wish they had better people around them, and yeah. I wish Zaha wasn't such a jerk. That's it. End of. And hurt all the time. Because <laughs> yeah, even if he was a jerk and he was playing more often, yeah. it'd still be more fun to yeah. watch him. Just a, another match where Zaha ends up screaming at his own teammates at some point. So anyway, Arsenal three, Fulham zero. Arsenal, Leandro Trossard, Leo, as Gunner fans call him, Leo, Leo, three assists, ties a Premier League or sets a Premier League record or whatever. Arsenal record, I don't know, some record, three assists in one half in the first half of a match. Surely that's happened in the Premier League before, right? I don't know if it has. I don't know. It it does. It, I thought it was odd that like, oh really? I, that's not a thing. Ozil never did that. Yeah, that seems impossible. <laughs> for sure. He was good for a time. Or, or yeah. Andre Chavez. He, awesome. he really um, was. He really was good for a time. Look, Arsenal assets continue to produce. Yeah. Except Saka. Yeah. Except Saka, which is frustrating. He although, although missing. he was doing so many things that just wasn't showing up. Like, he didn't have a bad match. He just didn't show up on the score sheet. Nothing is more annoying than Trossard being somebody who, with Enkedia now apparently way out of favor. Yes. No, no. Well, he's hurt. Well, Fine if he's hurt. He I just, wasn't going to play anyways because he wasn't doing anything for the last couple of games. He's back. Well, that's because he's he back. Well, hurt. I was so, going to say he's back to where he was before. He might come off the bench. That's that's exactly right. And that's where I was, I was getting. All right. So reports going into your European match were that – Gabriel Jesus was healthy again. They wouldn't say if he traveled with the team or not. I say, who cares? Like you're not bu- you're not buying a, a healthy Jesus at this point, no. even with Enkedia out. Trossard is is the buy, and this which, just proves why because he's gonna play. Which and he's gonna- if he hadn't been stretchered off, right, and put on oxygen on his way <laughs> off the right, field right. with his teammates <laughs> tapping him on the head on his way into the tunnel. It, thinking that he was going straight to the hospital or to hospital, I guess. To, the, <laughs> to hospital, yes. And then Arteta, of course, saying, like, oh, he recovered. He was fine. <laughs> he just he just partied too hard. Hey, these guys are all carrying something. He wanted to play real bad, so we, we threw him out. And it's just like, thanks a lot. Trossard making Arsenal midfielder own owners even more difficult because he's not a striker. He's a midfielder, as yeah. NPL has him. His last four matches, six, six, one, now fifteen, right? Like, w- yeah. Like, you would you? Like, you don't have enough. Yeah, would you? Enough selection. You're options. not going to him. Saka is Saka's last fourth, three, twelve, two, three. Martinelli's last four, 
10, 16, 42, two, 8. Right? Yeah, exactly. See, Odegaard's last four, 3, 8, 2, 7. Trossard and Martinelli seem to be the owns. Oh, my gosh. I hate the, I hate your team. I hate them. Just because you can't figure out who to own, right? I mean, that's... No, I look. I benched Zinchenko this week. <laughs> I had to bench somebody. I benched Zinchenko. It didn't matter. I was going to play my doublers, and I was going to play one other defender. So... You went I, with we Trippier. Had, Trippier got in there. Great. It was... Trippier's a five. Shaw's a five. He's still Zinchenko's, got something. Zinchenko's a six. That fine. I missed out on a point by benching Zinchenko. Right. Whatever. They were all the same. It was. I had no consideration of starting the other two, and no consideration of bench boosting. So I wasn't getting those points no matter what. I like. It's, it's annoying because now, like Martinelli, wherever he's going to, going to be is going to be at or near goal. That's it. Yeah. So Martinelli has gone back to like. <laughs> Like I, I again, I there's nothing that makes me more sad than and I <laughs> rewind the tape. <laughs> Hear me say week after week he's not playing bad. He is just not. He has competition who keeps coming in and doing, who getting like the end result. Martinelli doing all the other work and just getting like n- like all coming to nothing. Trossard comes in for like two seconds and scores a goal each time. It's like Trossard, come on. Trossard might be one of the most impactful January signings I've seen. Obviously playing for Arsenal, but impactful January signings that I've I've seen in a long time. Before it happened, Dave, I just want you to remember this podcast asked twice: Will they start Trossard and Martinelli and toss and Kedia to the bench? And it, it took a week for it to happen. And now, but it, how do you go away took from it? an Enkedia injury. And now, with Jesus coming back, I don't think they can go away from it. You have to continue starting the three of them. Sock out, Trosser, and Jesus can't come in and just take the spot back, right? I, no, that doesn't happen. Arteta's... Not with the way Arteta that, does That's things. not the way yeah. he's managed. If you earn the spot, you keep the spot until you don't earn it anymore. And or you're hurt. That's correct. Uh, yeah, that too. And Kenny hadn't even been in the team, though. That's why I think the injury is real. All right. Not just a famed, oh, you know, he's not well. All right. He's not getting the starting minutes. So shifting gears to defense, defensive Arsenal assets. Yeah. Gabrielle scores off the corner, which, by the way, I did find it interesting that Trossard is taking the corner. Oh, yeah. Which with the way that, Which is going to add to bonus points. Yeah. That's yep. gonna that's gonna end up being there. So uh, Gabriel gets corner, but what is going on with Saliba that he is always like at the eighteen taking shots, like Saliba or Gabriel? Saliba. So I I see Gabriel. I don't own Gabriel. I own Saliba because every time I watch an Arsenal match, Saliba's at the eighteen, just just pinging shots on target. Yeah. What is the deal with that guy? He he's got the it, well. So a lot of Arsenal fans would tell you they were concerned because Saliba goes with the France team, World Cup, and just never picked up his form, really, like his pre-World Cup form. He didn't play much in the World Cup. And comes back now, um, we've kind of been waiting for the pre-World Cup Saliba to show up because he's made some mistakes and it's cost us some goals in a few spots the last two matches. Against Sporting and then this match, the old Saliba has kind of showed back up. So it's a great question. I mean, he's, I think, uh, as they say, Brian, he has it in his locker. Mm-hmm. 
Ben so, White was good again. Ben White was good. Ben White subbed out again early for yeah. Tomiyasu, That's which because, I think you like that. Yeah, because they need him to keep some fresh legs because he's going to be playing. I think he might be. I know Zinchenko is a little jackknife, and that listen, Arsenal. <clears throat> one thing, like, and you heard the announcers in this Fulham match say it. It just feels like they have an extra man on the pitch, and that's because Zinchenko has the green light. To, it feels like to go around wherever he wants to go, yeah, and find overloads and mismatches and continue to exploit them. And he's able to do that because Ben White, Gabriel, and Saliba have been playing so well in the back. Ben White, although I think, is as more. I think he's probably the the most important defender in the Arsenal back line right now. And I think it's going to stay. I mean, it, who knows if it stays like that, but I, I think yeah. right now he is. Yeah. Because uh, he gives more offensively and defensively than anyone else back and there. And the system is the system is working. So, yeah. It seems like it. And Ramsdale's up there for the Golden Glove. He's tied with Pope or he, and or ahead of him. I'm glad we didn't nail that down yet. Yeah. No, well, that's impossible. How would, How could we possibly know? You're not getting rid of any of them for 28. Would you even remotely consider getting rid of any of them for 29? Because I, sh- I sure am. I don't know, Brian. I'm thinking about it. Maybe one. I mean, if you own three, maybe you do one. Yeah, I, I, I just... That's exactly it. I have three. Okay. Well, so 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 maybe do one. I just I wouldn't fire sale. It's just not worth it. No, I'm not getting rid of Martinelli. I said I'm not. I'm not swapping him. I, I'm not going to spend a ton of transfers, making a ton of changes to get a whole ton of doublers. Mm. But Saka to someone because of the price. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that for 29. All right. And I'm sure Any, I'm sure it's exactly the kind of thing that could bite you. Anything left in Arsenal? I'll talk about them all day, no, but I think we just, need to move on. They're just really good. Dave. They they're top of the league and they continue um, to play well. I did like I did see a couple of people talking about how Fulham how different Fulham is without Paulinha. Yeah. And they were yeah. without yeah. Paulinha. Arsenal could match. be very fortunate that Paulinha wasn't playing. Look, Fulham's seventh in the table. At least they were before this match. If only there was a way to to know that. Um Fulham are eighth in the table after this match. They're tied with Brighton, Hove Albion on points. Brighton's goal differential is massively better. But Fulham has been pretty good all year. Yeah. They, yeah, I just, uh, to me, I like, I think once you go through the list of midfielders, though, there's just not a ton. You're not going to, you're not replacing Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Trossard with, you're not replacing him with, like, Buendia. Uh, you're not. I mean, as good as Philip Billing. What about Joe again? Good as Philip Billing has been, you're not replacing him with Billing or a Brentford midfielder. You might replace him if you don't have two, which I don't. Lester. I do not have two Brighton midfielders. I only oh. have McAllister. So Saka could easily become Matoma, Matoma March. Okay. Either either of those guys. Okay. I would say Madison. Is a strong consideration. Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. We talked right. about that. That's right. I already have Salah, so but I would. I don't know. Gakpo, would you do it? I think I'd probably, probably not do it. And then the biggest one is going to be Manchester United. Whether or not you buy Bruno and I, Manchester and, United, and, and I do. Manchester United zero, Southampton zero. Yeah. Casemiro. Casemiro why doesn't Why doesn't Casemiro want to play? 
Casemiro fake crying on the pitch <laughs> like a little baby it man. Look like he was fake crying. Uh, I mean, come on, dude. Great reminder from Fabrizio Romano. I'm sure he's not the only one that said it, but I saw that he did. Casemiro, zero straight reds in nine seasons in La Liga. Two in the league here since game week four. Well, I guess we actually respect studs up, and they don't in La Liga. They went over the ball. so it was, And then it, crushed him in the shin. I think what lots of people, and this is available widely, the similar t- similar tackles that do not get penalized or only get yellow cards, and that where he now, and Ten Hag asked it, and I think it's fair. Not that it shouldn't be, it's just the, in, like, this is... If this one is, all of them should be. Right. Where is Scott right now? I'm sure he's hearing he's it somewhere in somewhere. Ohio. He's hearing it, he can feel it. Screaming about uh, officiating inconsistencies. And I think that's all anyone is saying is, was it any different? Like, the big one was, um, it was Fabinho's tackle in Brighton against yeah, was... Sully March or whatever. I think it was not given as even a, a it was just a common foul. Yeah. And I he was put studs on an Achilles. And it looked like the kind of injury or the kind of. It was another over the ball, but. Yeah, it was. You could see right away. Fabinho knew. I was playing. Yeah, he cringed himself. I'm sure if he had seen a red, he would not have been surprised at all. And he didn't see a red. And I think that's all anyone is saying is like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure, it was. If someone the foot goes over the ball, studs go into shin or whatever or ankle. Yeah, red card. It's just the issue that it's not. Like it's so, not consistently called that way. So the 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 multiplier, if you will, on this one from what what I was gathering was the force involved in the tackle. So the fact that he was coming into the player okay, with yeah. with the force that he was was the reason why it was it was changed from a yellow to a red. I I still think it's it's softish, quite quite frankly, from my standpoint, simply because we've seen so many times that it's not given. Um, it's a yellow card at, at most, you know, 80, 90% of the time. This was a little bit of a, of an outlier. And someone put it this way, actually, that I was reading. Um, what now for United now that Casemiro has lost his superpower, which is he is so tenacious, he's, he's so good at breaking up play. Mm. If he's going to get called for these types of fouls, he's going to start costing them like he did in this match. So it's a second so red card. Now it's a four match ban. Yeah, four match ban. And they're not, a, they're not, I was going to say that like if, if they really wanted to make a big deal about it, they could United st- his official statement is no appeal. So they're, they're sticking with it, but they are fair to ask the question. His next match will be April 22nd against Chelsea. They'll need him. Um, Sky sports, uh, among others had, a, uh, they're kind of without, Casemiro with and without uh, comparison, 76% uh, win percentage with him, 43% win percentage without him. Mm. Um, They average 1.9 goals with him and 1.7 without. So they still are scoring. It's that they concede 0.9 with him and they concede 1.7 on average without him. Significant. I just like just I did a quick thing here. Game weeks one, I just did ten to twenty because they had Casemiro in there for ninety minutes, pretty much every match from ten to twenty, 
and then he missed game weeks 21 to 24. That was his first red. Yeah. Um, Rashford and Bruno, um, in game game weeks 10 to 20, Rashford scored five goals. This probably shows just how what kind of streak, how hot Rashford was. Rashford scored six goals between game weeks 21 and 24. Yeah. And there was no Casemiro on the pitch yeah. for those matches. But the the numbers are really similar for Rashford and Bruno in terms of shots, shots and you know, shots in the box and and on target shots and stuff like that. Actually, Bruno's numbers are a little bit better whenever Casemiro's not there. He has to work harder. Yeah, so his chance, he actually creates, a, he's a little more creative. So it's 3.55 chances created per 90 with Casemiro in those 10 matches. And then game weeks 21 to 24, 3.8 chances created per 90. So a little bit, a little, like, I know it's not, it's, but that's the thing. Even if it was 3.5 and 3.5, there is not, like, it's not like there's this huge drop off in performance from Rashford and Bruno. When Casemiro's gone, the big thing was, and this is what I, this is to me why I was saying I, to, I'm still buying Bruno as an asset. I know some people right. are nervous about him playing deeper in midfield than usual. Manchester Evening News, this in the recap of this very match, talked about how uh, they might need to ask Bruno to fill in elsewhere because of Casemiro being gone, but. This match made a strong argument that he should be in continue to be an attacking role where he's best because they said whenever they had to move him around when they played him deeper this time it left him exposed defensively against Southampton whose midfield is well like he said well drilled the quote from Richard Fay in Manchester Evening News given the interest in deploying Jaden Sancho centrally it's easy to see why Ten Hag would use the Southampton match as an opportunity opportunity to experiment, but dropping Fernandez further back rather than playing him on the wing was a mistake. I don't think Ten Hag is the kind of manager that's not going to do whatever they need to put Bruno in the best place. As long as everyone's still backing him, which everyone's saying they are, I know you hate him. He is a cheap baby. Hey, Rashford had a crappy Bruno dive. Is Rashford a... had a crappy dive in this in this match. Tried to draw a penalty. Uh it was not good it was not a good look for him. So Yeah, but Rashford's not crying. He's not picking fights with with the other team. Bruno's... He's not getting in the ref's face cuz Rashford's a class act and Bruno is a punk. <laughs> <laughs> this is what was missing from the first 90 minutes of this podcast <laughs> is like he this woke up. he just woke this up. This David Smith <laughs> I, to me, the numbers, like I said, I I still see the numbers as being about the same. Bruno blasted the post in this match too. By Inside, the way. almost, yeah, almost. Oh, I don't know how he didn't. Screw Bruno Fernandez. He's got one return in the last five matches. He got a hand on it. Uh, he looked good. He lo- he looked really good. It was he was lucky not it. Yeah, he should have scored. Rashford had a big chance in the save. game. I don't. It's again. It's and and yeah. At the end, James. Ward Prowse puts another one. He skimmed the top of the post, the top of the crossbar. Like, I'm fine. Like, Ward Prowse is always a danger to do that kind of thing every match. We know that. But I just, to me, I just don't see that. I'm not selling Rashford over the blank 28. You have Rashford? Are you yeah, selling I'm Rashford? On, no, I, 
You're not doing if it. If I sell Holland, I don't have to sell Rashford. Right. right? So, so you have Rashford. I have Rashford. You're not, not selling, selling Rashford. I have Fernandez as well. I'm not selling him. But, but I'm just trying to figure out who I don't want to lose. Like, it, is it time to cash in on the Holland, Holland money? And then, because when I buy him back, it's going to be worth a ton. Where have you been? You can. You talking about this? I know you this. can. You can do it. I just think you're I, gonna. It will take I you doing before, some other stuff. I, I know. I don't think it's a bad move. I, right now, currently, I love bringing in Ollie Watkins for Holland over yeah. the next three match weeks or two match weeks at least. So going going back to what you're saying about about all those numbers about you know Rashford Fernandez are not going to suffer with Casemiro out. Who is going to suffer is Luke Shaw, right? And so I am. I own Shaw, yeah. and I don't want to through these next four matches. Do you Not have a wild card left? I don't. Okay, I don't. But Luke Shaw is is going to be a problem, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And so I definitely think that's a that's a move that if you're going to move any United assets because of the Casemiro red because of form, it's got to be Luke Shaw. Yeah, if you're like that Sky Sports number. Conceding 1.7 goals per match defensively, Manchester United without Casemiro. If it's going to finish 2-2, I, you, I, are you yeah. really that confident that it's Shaw that's going to be the one to provide the assist? He can. He's the most creative Manchester United player in this match in particular. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would gamble somewhere else. He's also he I mean he picked if, up a yellow if, card in garbage time and he if just seems so petulant. If sometimes. it's Chilwell versus right, this is it right. this is yep. it. If if there you go. can go and that's that was is what I would yep. do this game week is Shaw to Chilwell. To For me, sure. in the next in the next two game weeks, that's a no brainer yeah. barring yeah. Chilwell getting injured at the end of game week <laughs> twenty eight, which <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, He's not sure. gonna do it. All right. I just wanted to say it as the the numbers I mean, it's a 10 week sample size compared to a th- a 4 week sample size you know the the two big gaps with and without casemiro rashford and bruno like I, the last two weeks casemiro has been back there whatever you you've got the bigger numbers for manchester united anyway i just wanted to be clear the numbers are favorable both ways w- with or without casemiro for bruno and rashford Okay. That's all. Excellent, excellent info. We have two matches left we have yet to discuss. And we're gonna I'm gonna throw them both out there and we can pick and choose because not one team has no one you want to talk about, maybe two. West Ham one, Villa one, Newcastle two, Wolves one. Where's that Foster's? You wanna split it? <laughs> I think I've probably had enough. Daggone. I have to I'm supposed, to be, right, working, right, I'm supposed right. to be working out in the morning. Okay, that's pretty stupid. And I'm already exhausted, tired. Fine, fine. Um, but stat- do you want it? Stat I'll of the week. Pour it for him. Just pour it. Dave, stat of the week. Uh, Travis, stat of the week this week. Uh, your number one shooting player. Most shots for Joe your McGinn. game week. It's not even his name. John. Is it John McGinn? <laughs> Plays for Aston Villa. Yeah. Saeed Ben Rama. Ben Rama. Ten shots from Ben Rama this week. Good lord! How many of those on target? Five. Wow. They five have, shots in six, the box. West Ham had six shots, and Ben Rama was responsible for five. No, on target. Yes, it is shot. six shots on target. Yeah, five of those belong right. to Ben Rama. Wow. I, my note literally says Ben Rama looks a shade, just a shade away from being good. Wow. Like, yeah. He's he's. 
I mean, he looked he looked all right. And do you know how he scored his goal? With his foot? Yes, that okay. is the way he did it. Did, okay, he, good. did he shoot the ball? He shot it. He had the, and it went past the goalkeeper <laughs> into the net from the penalty spot. Imagine he that. is your West Ham penalty taker. Wow. Look, I like I don't I don't I don't know that it's worth it just because West Ham's been so abject. The, they they've been they've which, not been they no, have not been, been good. It's been the worst for West Ham. However, they did they did get a result here against an Aston Villa team that has They're playing at home. They should beat Villa. This West Ham, 17th this, place this West Ham versus this current Villa? I don't know. This is still a talented West Ham team. Man. West Ham won their – they're doing really good in the Europa League. They are just cruising They really in are, actually. Yeah, they're doing fine. Antonio can't stop scoring in the Europa League, but then – then in the actual league, they're just... I just don't know how this midfield isn't better. Declan Rice, Socek, Paqueta, Ben Rama, Paqueta and win. Jared Bowen. Paqueta I... wins your penalty. Ben Rama puts That's it away. That's a bad call, too. That that penalty is ridiculous. Did, did you see the that penalty call? No, I didn't. I, be- Bailey, I believe you. Leon oh, Bailey, yes, Bailey I did see that. Him. Yes, I he did see that. Yes, yes, I did like, see that. What's he supposed to do? That's exactly how Matoma got the call against Jared Bowen yes. in the West Ham. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. Game. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Although, we've, we, as this pod has said many times before, if you don't go to the ground, you will never have a chance at getting the call. Yeah, credit Andrew the ref from forever ago. Force the, force the official to make the decision. And this is two weeks we've seen soft penalties. Either way, Jared Bowen in the box a ton. He's your current in the box touches leader for the week with Ben Rama in second place with a Bowen with 11 touches and Ben Rama with nine. Ben Rama's like, I just don't like, I know it's hard to trust. He had his moment at the start of last season, the very beginning of last season. Uh, and then just has, he didn't get sold. He's yeah. still there, and I know he's been a topic of conversation for David Moyes a few times already this season as far as form and what he's producing or whatever. But Ben Rama, his last three match weeks, 10-1, and this week, 8. Yep. Last week, he only played 45 minutes against Yeah, Yeah, that's the problem. I think he is a, I think he is one of those tactical, like, if Moyes doesn't lay, and I would go back further than that. I mean, it's 90 45, 82, 18, 66, 73. Like, he is not a guy that David Moyes is afraid to either bench or take off early. So, uh, yeah, you love the performance this week. It's that they don't play in 28, but then they come back, and it's the it's the West Ham double. We talked a little bit about it before uh, last week. Jared Bowen, I don't know. Maybe. P- punty guy. Danny Ings. Ings is going to be out there. Why not? I mean, you, you get him for Southampton and Newcastle his, his for a double in 20. Watkins. Yeah. Right. Right. For sure. Other than Watkins, anyone else on Villa? No. The answer is no. No. Wendy is the only. I mean, look. And, and uh, it's no. No. It's a hard it's, uh, no. It's um, who's their defender? It's not Jacob Ramsey, and it's not Mings, and it's not Matty Cash. No, it's not. It's not Kanza. No, it's not Kanza. It's, it's their not, new signing. It is Alex uh, Moreno. Moreno. Moreno actually looked pretty good. Yeah, Moreno got the okay, assist on the Watkins go. goal. No, uh, he, did, he did look good. Um, got, I subbed, got subbed at 64. Right, and that's the problem with Moreno is that he will get subbed. He w- he is the he is a tactical switch guy. He I would when they switch I, to a back three. Yeah, I would not yeah. count on him at all. But when he's out there, he's real good. 
it's right. it's Newcastle that's the talking Newcastle, point here. You Newcastle Wolves. You could have led with this. Another shaky officiating decision, whether or not Pope should have been sent off for for shouldering Jimenez to the ground. I thought it was debatable. Okay. There was more contact in the po- in the Pope not foul in the box than there was in Bailey on um What's on Paqueta. Yeah, on Paqueta. Yeah. Well, just because a, so the, a different referee makes one call and misses another. I, I'm just saying, I at first glance, the, the, the Pope call looked like it was harsh. And then on the replay, I'm like, you know what? I don't think it was intentional. I, I thought that it was properly called. I know I might be in the minority. It's you a- are like, he should have been red guarded. No, of course I don't want him to get red carded because then that's a there. There goes Trippier's clean sheet. I don't care about laws whenever there's fantasy points on (laughs) the line. I get that. No, I I thought no. Watching it again, I mean, like the it was Tim Howard saying clear and obviously a red card, and it was Graham Lasso coming back in the broadcast here on NBC and saying not for me. Like so, it's the, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, right. I'm sure there's debate about it all over the place, but it sure looked like the kind of it looked like it should have been. It, I mean, if it had been given as a red, you would have just said, "Yeah, I can see that." All right. No, and the rest is just that, like we said, Isak to me is a. I think I, he's I a, do I, like the Isak. I option. think he's a strong consideration, not just a not just a consideration. I think he's somebody, given their schedule for the next like. Four game weeks. He's somebody that is worth looking at. You mentioned that Pope was the most transferred in goalkeeper. Has he kept a clean sheet in the last like five? No matches. What's that? It's, five. It's five no. without a clean sheet. Yeah, it's been it's been a while because they yeah they uh, you guys smacked them. City smacked them. They give up the goal to Chan, which was. Uh, yeah, which was not. He drifted in and and Trippier fell down scrappy. and it was a yeah. yeah it was a bad one yeah concede against Bournemouth concede against West Ham so their yes their last clean sheet was at Crystal Palace in game week twenty one. It seems a little bit uh, yeah I get he's got he's got twelve clean sheets like Aaron Ramsdale, um but he he's he's not doing well from a defensive standpoint defensive clean sheet numbers. They Not just awesome. they've it's, it's slacked recently in the last five matches. I mean, it's yeah. it's Trippier. like the top four, the top five transfers in for goalkeepers are the fi- are five goalkeepers who all have a double in twenty nine, and who play in twenty eight. So it's Pope, Kepa, Rea, uh, yeah, Emiliano Martinez, and De Gea. But De Gea doesn't. That's not true. De Gea does not play in twenty eight, but he's no, still but he fifth. Doubles in but he doubles in twenty nine. So yeah, um, uh, Danny Ward isn't is one of those guys who plays in 28 Lester do play and then Lester double. So he's, I wouldn't throw him out either. But. All right. Well, look, I don't think there's anything else from those matches, Dave. Good. Well then, well then we're, we've covered everything we can do. There's still two games in this match week, two matches in this match week. Yeah. There's two matches in this game week. How many different <laughs> ways can we say it? <laughs> Keep finding them. <laughs> Wednesday. Those matches are Wednesday. They are Brighton home to Palace. Yep. And Southampton home to Brentford. It's a derby. Even if it's a minor derby. Oh my gosh. Is this a... like the M twenty six Derby? 
Crystal Palace and Brighton. This is the most made up bull that is uh, ever. Tell the fans that. I'm not buying it, man. I, right. I I feel like this is the same shenanigans as like saying that we actually landed on the moon. And then when they ask the astronauts, they're like, we don't have access to that technology anymore. I don't it think. was 60 years ago. <laughs> What's wrong you with are not space a, travel? You are not on the we did not land on the moon. I don't know right, where right. I am. You should. Okay. Right now, you don't know where you are. Not just on that topic. I know that we have satellites in orbit. And I know that we launch things into space. All right. So there's that. You, you should watch the you should watch the Apollo documentary. Love it's it, really good. Absolutely love it. Um, I yes, it's a real derby, and it's going to be intense. And I'm not counting on another. I'm not counting on a, a Stupinyan clean sheet. I'm expecting a Stupinyan to finish this game week with four points. Stupinyan is going to score and an assist, and get a clean sheet. Look, we all hope that that happens. We who have him, I just don't. I just don't expect it. Now. We who captained him. Really hope for that. <laughs> Travis, thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing the Carlsberg for the FBL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>